Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Do you have your Bibles? Hold your Bibles in your hand, and if you have your Bible, please, your, your sacred scriptures, your holy, writ, turn, it, turn with me to the gospel according to St. John, the 21st chapter, and uh, if you do not have your hard copy Bible, then, then use your app or whatever, and uh, if your app says things that are different than what we believe in the house of God and we believe through our hard copy um, of the word of God. Change your app. Get rid of it. Do whatever. But today it's all right if you don't have your hard copy to open your app and follow me in your app. We're going to look at the 21st chapter of the book of John. Father, we thank you for the living word of God. We thank you for the spirit of prophecy and revelation. We thank you for this initiation into a different phase, a different level, a different measure of both opportunity as well as blessing and empowerment for us to walk in this wonderful era of promise with our baskets overflowing and our hampers filled in fulfillment and agreement of your prophetic word. You declare through this ministry that you will reach and you'll get a hold of the invisible fabric of society and lift up the fabric of society and allow this nation, this body of believers, this Christian community to become the spiritual breadbasket of the world again. You said through this ministry... As goes America, so goes the world. And you said through this ministry, as goes the church, so goes America. I vow before you today that the end time generation, this today generation, will not be a lazy generation or a dizzy generation or indifferent generation. But they will rise up in the closet of prayer, rise up in the arena of study, rise up in the pursuit of impartation to stand like David chose to choose to stand against Goliath and slay him, embarrassing the armies of the uncircumcised Philistine. And if you believe it, shout yes. Yes. Are you in the first 21st chapter of the Gospel of John? And if I'm going to take my liberty in the next number of whatever years or days or so on, Let's look at beginning with um, verse, um, well, let's read with verse 9. Ready? As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread, and Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which you have now 
caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes and hundred and fifty and three and for all there were so many yet was not the net broken and Jesus saith unto them come and dine and none of the disciples durst ask him who art thou knowing that it was the Lord Jesus then comes and takes bread and gives them and fish likewise hold the Bible above your head please hold it up high this is the word of God Okay, let's synchronize our voice. Today is a day of answers. Today is a day of miracles. Today is not like any other day. Today I am not expecting a repetition of yesterday's anointing. Today I am expecting a manifestation of the victory of God in the lives of his people. This is the word of God. Not an opinion. Not tradition. Not subject to debate. He's alive. He's alive. God said, God said I, believe. I believe. And that settles it. He is who he says he is. He will do what he said he will do. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have. And I can do what he says I can do. Look at somebody and say, rushing the finish line, the breakthrough, the miracle, the overflow, with no turning back whatsoever. Now give God a great shout of praise. You may be seated, please. This account, this miraculous account that takes place in the Word of God, recorded by John the Beloved. Is not only a miracle in history. This account. Is a miracle in principle. In other words. What, what Christ did then. Christ does now. And this account here. As we will. Describe it. From the sacred scriptures. as you know by the resurrected Savior
interesting wording used by John the theologian. Can I come down? If I was going to entitle the message today, I would call it the patriarch, the family, and the treasure. There is a tribe on earth that will not live without the treasure of holding hands with the king of glory, the God of heaven, and demonstrating to the world that he's alive, he's risen. The cross didn't stop him, the tomb didn't bind him. And his provision is at hand in our Excuse me if I pull back a little bit because you can hurt yourself under this anointing. I said it when I was coming down, interesting verbiage, because what the Apostle John says in the previous chapter, closing, closing chapter 20, he talks about the appearance of Christ to the Apostles, and he talks about Thomas, we all remember Thomas, how many, no he's not doubting Thomas, he was, but one meeting with Jesus will change you. But nonetheless, he said, he said in the previous chapter, do you have it there? 20th chapter, he said, unless I touch the nail prints, unless I put my, thing, my hands in his side, I will not believe. And of course, the Lord appeared and um, John the theologian records that. And the Lord appears and he said, because you believed, you, you, you seen, you believed, blessed are those that have not seen and yet believed. And what comes the next verse after that? And and say that out loud. And many other signs. Keep going. So Christ did many other signs of evidence. Truly before his believers. Yet they were not recorded in this book. So leading into chapter 21. We, we step into the third time according to the theologian John in which Christ appears. Three is a very important number. Are you listening to me? Three is very important. Can you bear with me today? Because I can only share a little bit. But this little bit should pitch you to the third heaven. The wording is better from the Greek and better from the original languages made himself known. So this was not merely an appearance just for evidence that he's risen from the dead. This is the only time in the scriptures where you'll find the Lord as well as the atmosphere around him resembling his gospel provision I'm talking about coals I'm talking about coals of fire I'm talking about fish that nobody knows where it came from I'm talking about bread that was already there 
And so you never saw the Lord post-resurrection with fire around him. I guarantee you he didn't rub two sticks together. He's preparing us for the ministry of the almighty Holy Spirit. In your sacred scriptures. Hallelujah is right. Are you following? So what happened was. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit. We have Nathaniel. Don't we? We have Kephas or Peter who said I go fishing. Well, what is, your, what is your testimony, Peter? Whom do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. These apostles, disciples knew the Lord. Nathaniel was with them. Well, what is your testimony, Nathaniel? You are the Son of God. You're the King of Israel. Because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree, you believed. You'll see greater things than that. You'll see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Somebody's got to run in this place today. So Thomas was with them. What's your testimony, Thomas? My Lord and my God. The sons of Zebedee, James and John. Is this too much? I'm just trying to describe five out of seven. The only two I'm not describing are the two that are not named. They're not named in the, in the word. The, the five are named and two other disciples. So the sons of Zebedee, you know, one of them, James, was there at the Mount of Transfiguration. And heard the audible voice about the Son of God. So there's four. And they were all witnesses of the baptism in the River Jordan. When an audible voice came from, hit someone say, an audible voice came from heaven. Hit somebody else to say, and their teacher, John the Baptist, acknowledged Christ's lordship. Now listen, most ministers that I have had the privilege to know and all of that, they don't care about reaction. But I preach for response. Because the way we react to God's word is the, is the way we're believing God's word. So I, I just shared real, real quick five of the seven that went fishing had a confession about Christ being Lord, being God, being, right? Five out of seven. So the two that weren't named, I can't talk on their behalf or assume to put names on them. So 
just people look at you're worrying me today <laughs> after these things Jesus showed himself again to his disciples at the sea of Tiberias and on this wise or in this way he showed himself or revealed himself or made himself known on this manner on what manner well on the manner we are going to we fast forwarded and saw the manner where when we get our success out fishing and come to shore we find out that he has an altar on the shore we find out that he is in lordship over somehow fish that we didn't manufacture somehow he has bread that we don't know about and somewhere holy fires on the altar from coals of fire that are my God we come on the shore to have church with the Lord and we find out that he's called us to an invitation with the divine we find out my God that the author and the finisher of the house, the patriarch of the house, has invited us to be the family members in the house so that we can participate in the treasure of the house. Should I? So you may be seated. Am I going too fast or are you catching this? If you're ready for first century discipleship, let me hear you. So, so we see that he revealed himself or made himself known in this fashion. This is the only record that I have other than the transfiguration that I could think of right now. Where in Christ's appearance during the 40 days... He did not only appear asking us for whether we have food and or taking the bread we have like the disciples on the road to Emmaus and blessing it and breaking it. But this time, he empowers us to catch and we're going to get to the catch. But the real treasure is not what we caught on the sea. The real treasure is what we were dignified to bring to fellowship with the king. Because when we commune with the God of glory, we don't leave on the human level. We leave blessed. We leave edified. We leave uplifted. We leave transformed. We leave sanctified. We leave. And we don't leave. But you understand when we gather together, there I am. He said in their midst, that principle is continual. That miracle is here today. So there's no debate whether or not he's here. We just, we just have to know why is he here. So if he revealed himself this way. And there's fire. And I want to stop for a minute. I have so much here that you need to catch every little bit. Because I'm going to teach on this. You're going to go like that. Debts are going to be canceled. Weaknesses are going to leave. Resurrection life is going to come. Contracts are going to hit your life. You're going to be ready to participate. 
feel like you've never participated in it before. And so this miracle that happened, I touched on it before, but not no, no, this this miracle that happened is a continual, it's a lesson in Christ's own personal church attendance through the Spirit. So where two or three are gathered, it's not just as if I'm there. There I am in their midst. So this is why I mentioned the fire. That fire didn't start because there was friction. Those coals of fire were similar to what what Isaiah saw in the 6th chapter of Isaiah when King Uzziah died. He saw the Lord high and lifted up and his strain filled the temple. You know the story? And he stood there and God said, who's going to go up for us and who shall we send? Today he's looking at us. He's saying, are you ready to rush this decade with the victory of Calvary and the resurrection of your Lord? Are you ready to rush the finish line with authority to shake the cities of this earth with the power of the living God? Are you ready to participate? In the economy of the family, are you ready to recognize The infinite potential of the treasure of the house. And this is why I mentioned the fire. Because what happened, Isaiah said to to the Lord. First he said, you know, I'm undone because I'm exposed You know, the holiness of God was too big. And he said, you know the story. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell among people of unclean lips. And then the angel of the Lord or the seraphim (laughs) took a coal of fire from the altar of God. See, our resurrected Savior said, I'm not going to leave here till you know the difference between common and uncommon until I educate you in your privilege to participate in the economy of the house I'm not leaving here till you have the fire that won't burn out the bread that feeds the world oh go ahead and shout said no 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 before I leave I'm going to have you adequately prepared for the almighty Holy Spirit because he will not be speaking of himself 
He will receive a man and show it to you. So before I leave, I'm going to reveal myself on this wise, in this way. I'm going to change the entire shore and let you know that I'm not limited to what you do in your fishing exposition or expedition. I'm going to call you to the shore. I'm going to have my own altar, my own coal, my own fire, my own fish, and my own... So make it make it work for whatever situation you're in. Because whatever the Lord's will is, the will of heaven, the will of heaven, whatever it is, is it for your healing and health? And are you healed by his stripes? Then come on and draw near to the altar where the Lord is serving you. The children's bread. Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to take just a moment as I wind down today. You may be seated. A number of things that we need to remember. I told you that this account in the word of God is not only a historic, real, literal, miracle account. But it's also a principle of continuation that the Lord established on earth prior to his ascension. What does that mean? That means whenever we gather in his name and he's there, the principle of those kinds of God results and those kinds of God invitation. What am I talking about? 153. You you ready for that a little bit? And I won't have time to get into my sources, but they're very accurate first, second, third century sources. The kind of catch that the apostles were empowered to catch, first of all, was a divine word from God. Why is that? Because the Lord was already risen. So the victory was already won. And the connection between the heaven of heavens and the redeemed of the Lord down here was already made. So that connection made two in agreement together through the head of the church or the patriarch of the house or the author and the finisher of the faith. And then he could be like that ladder for you and I. He could occupy two dimensions if I could say that without being suspected to be a new age or whatever. You understand that it's biblical. And so by definition of his Godship, Our Lord is not limited to geography. So while he's here on earth, he's still in the bosom of the Father. So he's here on earth and he declares a word. And that word is not an earthly word. That's the word. And he said, he asked the question, do you have any fish? And we say no. And he says, cast the net in on the right side of the ship. And you will find when we did, we enclosed such a great catch of fish. That nobody could get it in the, in the ship. Now we had five guys that I named already acknowledging that we confess Jesus is God. Jesus is king of Israel. Jesus is son of God. And then the two others are not named. So seven. Seven people. 
disciples. We catch this fish and it's literally almost 3,000 pounds of fish. And I'll be able to teach along those lines in the next several months. Because according to price list, that was enough for the Lord to give every apostle 20 years wages. Every one of us that were on the shore could have gotten of course we could have gotten 20 but we could have got 10 years of real large salaries each I'm not talking about just a decent salary I'm talking about good salary and you know that's not what the what's not what the treasure is about because if it was all seven of them had an opportunity to go retire see right now if you had 20 years worth of income what would you do with your life See, every one of those apostles were in it for real. That's why when we pulled that, we pulled that. And so what happened is, what happened, and you remember that Kephas or Peter jumped in the, in the water and, and swam to the shore to go to Jesus. And when he did, the rest of us, um, uh, the, the Nathaniel and the sons of Zebedee and and, and, and Andrew and all that we got the ship to the shore but when we got off the ship and tell someone the fish was not on the ship because it's hard to get 20 some hundred pounds up on the ship it's hard to get it's hard to get 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140 years worth of wages on your ship. But the Lord is not calling this end time body of believers to get it on board. We're called to just drag it to the... And so now... You know, you know, I'm going to verify this with real accurate facts. But the word of God tells us study to show yourself approved unto God. So we decide what kind of level of study we're going to have. So we get that, that fish. It's, it's out there, but we get to the shore. As soon as we got to the shore, Jesus didn't just appear. He revealed himself in this way he appeared and revealed his will he appeared and demonstrated that he's the feeder he appeared and demonstrated that he's already told you cast the net in from heaven he enabled you to get the success out there so you can come and be invited to the inner circle
And so the facts are that those fish, and I don't have time to get into it, not only is the Greek word megas or large, and we know exactly how many pounds normally, without a miracle, normally what it would be. And that's what I'm talking to you about. I'm talking to you about those numbers are without a miracle. Those numbers are if the fish that we know got in that net. Because that's the kind of species that was available in the Sea of Tiberias. And if the fish that got in the net was on the larger end as it was described naturally, not a miracle, then it would translate to that kind. So in other words, every disciple had the ability to cash in their chips. Or to somehow economy the family. And then tell them what happened on the shore. Does that make sense? That's a great booster Jesus did. Leaving an offering like that before he ascended into heaven. Somebody shout hallelujah. Some of you are going to get excited about this in the weeks to follow. Because then you're going to say, oh, I see now that Doc was telling the truth. Why would you think I'm not telling the truth? Why would you think I would get excited if I was you because if one encounter with Christ can supply me with not only the holy atmosphere, but with the ability to be a giver in the kingdom of God for 20 years, I'd get excited. So what, what you've got to remember is this, these fish, there are 153, when you think 153, you don't think much. But when you think each fish in the natural, about that big. And the moment Jesus said, bring ye of the fish you've caught. Well, why did he say that? Because we saw the coals and fire. And fish. Well, what kind of fish were on his fire? How many coals did he have? See, there weren't a couple coals. There was an altar of coals with heavenly fire and supernatural provision to invite us into a ca- things in common with the king. Things in common with the king. And he said, come on. Come on, bring of the fish you've caught now. And, and then we, Peter runs out and gra- they grab the net and pull it to the shore. And that's where we get the count, 153. And for all this, the net did not break. Of course, we're talking about the treasure. What is the treasure? The treasure is always being able to have church with Jesus on the shore. And the shore is the church. And when we sail out into and mentors, mentors are under a demonic attack all over the world because the devil does not want holy mentors. Whether you're in medicine, whether you're in education, whether in your, you're in business, whether you're entrepreneurship, whether you whatever I am I is doing out there, the enemy does not want you to be able to create a wake where people will get in your wake and come to the house of God. But your enemy does not have the say so. 
No, he does not have the say. So our Lord is going to give us direction and we're going to get what is necessary. And Tim, some theologians don't believe it's the fish that I'm talking about. Although almost everybody that's got a brain believes it. Some theologians don't believe it's the fish I'm talking about because you can normally only catch one with a hook and they don't get in the net. As if Jesus can't say, cast the net in and let the ones that don't get in the net get in the net. I say the Lord knew what he was doing. I say the Lord would get in your net. I say the Lord would get in your net. I say the Lord would get in your net. It sounds pretty big, doesn't it? And we, we, we drag it to the shore and we see that in the word of God says, and for all this, and I'm going to tell you this, one of the church fathers, I'll name him next week because I need to slow down and give us an opportunity to let the fire of God verify on this altar, verify on this altar. God's got your prayers. God's got your miracles. God's got your answers. God's got your rewards. One hundred fifty-three fish was one hundred fifty-three species at the time, early on, depicting also among the early church that all of humanity will have an opportunity to hear the gospel, and, and that the net will not break, bringing in that harvest of souls out of the sea of humanity. Your house will be saved. Your life. Come on, somebody get ready to rush the shore of glory. Mm, 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 mm. Lift your hands to the Lord. I believe it. I believe the word of God. I receive today from the open heaven everything that you have for me, Lord. I thank you for this new day of signs, wonders, and miracles, and the creative taking place that today and throughout the next 10 years, fulfilling supernaturally the word of the Lord. I thank you right now for the revival, the renewal the raising of the moral fabric of this nation of the body of Christ cross-denominationally all over the world that our witness would be more than enough to lead men and women to the Lord today I'm healed I'm delivered I'm saved I'm committed I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might thank you Lord For your goodness and your mercy that endure forever. Now give the Lord some thanks today.
stay on your feet. And so this principle, what is it? Heaven is opened. How do we know that? Christ's side was pierced. The veil was rent in two. There was no longer a barrier between the heavens and, and the earth. The blood was shed. And so Christ appearing to the seven was actually a preview of Christ in the presence of his church. Not only is Christ appearing to the seven in that encounter to reveal that he is alive. He is alive. <laughs> not, not only is he appearing to show that he's bodily risen. He is bodily risen. But he's also noticed he's appearing to show something or a ministry outside of himself. In the form of fire on coals that had to be according to all um, histories and, and hard copy. Had to be large enough in, in footage and long enough in distance to formulate a holy coal and fire altar upon which large fish were placed before we brought the large fish from Tiberius. And not only fish, fish that he has that he's going to say here eat after he takes the bread that he has and he says take eat. So this altar is the connection with the patriarch Our author and finisher, the head of the church, the king of Israel, the Lord of glory. Our our big brother as well as the seed of incorruptible seed that we're born of. Should I go on? You know what I'm talking about. This is the one who's connected heaven and earth together in himself. So he can, according to the, uh, can I give them this? Just a couple things. According to the Hebrew numbers. Of 153. It translates to. Any Elohim. I am God. By the same math. math, It translates to. Beni El Elohim. Children of God. So the only begotten. Invited the redeemed. To come around the fellowship altar. And you know this because I taught it before. The number was the number of times the tetragrammaton, the holy name of God, was used in the Genesis of Moses. So when we get to the 21st chapter of John, there's a new Genesis of Jesus. In other words, a new beginning. We don't have to live defeated. We don't have to live in sin. We don't have to be bound. We don't have to be overridden with sickness and disease. We can accept the invitation to come to the table of the Lord and dine with the King of glory and receive what he has in store for us. He will forgive you. He will cleanse you. He will bless you. He will He will strengthen you. Glory, 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 glory. He will revive you. And so so we, we, we can see that that is. Can you see how that is a new beginning? Because we can't have church today. When we're gathered in his name. And him not be there. And so why do we teach on it? Because faith rises and is awakened by the message. We teach on it for that. We teach on it for that. Malachi talked about it when the children of Israel needed to see the, the second temple built. 
Malachi talked about the backslidden condition of many in the ministry and in the population of Israel. 400 years before Jesus, he said, you're bringing the blind and the lame and the halt and whatever. And you could read the book of Malachi. But then he started talking about, we know about the tithe and the offerings. But if you notice, there's in it a flavor of New Testament economy. He steps into, and nothing in your life will be aborted. And, and the devourer will not eat in your life. Because he steps into the New Testament. He said of the son of righteousness. Will arise with healing on his lips. Well guess what? The son of righteousness. Woo! Glory to God. And Malachi predicts. And by the way Malachi is Malachi. Hit someone and say that means my angel. So remember John the theologian said Jesus said right to the angel that's too much teaching Tim hit someone say catch this means angel of the Lord or messenger of the Lord so he talks in the end of his his book and he talks about trampling underfoot the wicked he talks about us growing up like calves of the stall he talks about the son of righteousness arising And he talks about even what could be interpreted as John the Baptist or Elijah if you believe in double fulfillment. How many understand what I'm talking about? That's Malachi. That's Malachi. So when the windows of heaven are opening and there's an outpouring happening and there's an abundance taking place and there's no abortion um, or, or in the fruit of your trees or anything in your life that is losing its harvest before its time you can't help but see a glimpse into the new testament because everybody was waiting for the messiah to come and i could go on but how many are glad he's here how many are glad he's here how many are glad he's got provision for you i'm gonna stop he's got provision for your call provision for your condition Provision for your joy. Provision for your visions and dreams. Provision for your outreach in our communities and in our world. Provision for you to get over into the annual camp meeting. Provision for you to experience a miraculous manifestation of divine healing. That is consistent with the time we're living in. As well as consistent with the last of the last days. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.